Hello everyone and welcome to a brand new episode of That's Odd. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Townsend, and with me, as always, is the great, the wonderful, the slightly creepy, maybe, uh, Chris Chavez. Creepy. Creepy Chris Chavez. I like it. I like that voice. That could be like your, uh, like if you had like a dummy. And that would be the dummy's voice. I'd be like, you see? See this guy? He's got his arm up my ass. <laughs> Which one's the dummy? And now he's <laughs> drinking water. <laughs> and you got to sing when he's drinking the water. <laughs> Choking yeah, on the you, water. Yeah, you, no, no. You have the the puppet drink the water and you just sing. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. That's the easy way around that. Didn't, uh, never mind. I was going to bring something up. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, didn't they do that bit on Roseanne back in the day during one of the Halloween episodes? And then I remembered how Roseanne's in the news for not good things. So, yeah, never mind. <laughs> I feel like every time you bring up a person as a reference, they've literally just done something bad that day. Right, right. It was Morgan <laughs> yeah. Freeman last time, dude. Yeah, and I had no yeah. clue about that one. You're like, look him up. You're gonna be sad. Yeah. <laughs> and were you? Uh, yes, I was, dude. How can you ever yep. listen to his voice again? I know it really bums you out, don't Every it? Every time I hear that voice, I feel like he's saying creepy things to creep to women. You know what I mean? Yeah. In that voice, it's just not I hate, good. I hate finding this stuff out. I really do. <laughs> oh God! So, like uh, the case in point, uh, Arrested Development, just which is a TV show that I absolutely love. Yeah. You know all that stuff with uh, Jeffrey Tambor came out, and then oh, they did the yeah. interview, and he was and and like uh, I'm blanking on her name, the one who plays the mom. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, she uh, she came out and said in front of her in a room with all the guys in it that uh, Tambor would like yell at her and stuff and treat her pretty poorly in that in that regard. Yeah, and uh, like and everybody in the room just kind of tried to explain it away, sort of. Uh, <laughs> they all came out and apologized later, but Still. man, honestly, like it just felt wrong, and like I tried to watch the new season and I watched a couple episodes. I'm a giant uh you know Michael Sarah fan so I'm going to give it a shot anyway. But uh, man, it's just tough to watch it whenever like he's on the screen or something. Oh, it's he didn't just... leave the show. I thought he left the show. No. No, no. He left uh. the the other show that he was on that I can't remember the name of. Wasn't he in jail uh, in that show too? Probably. I don't <laughs> know. I don't It wasn't a show that I ever watched, so I'm not very familiar with it. I just know he was let go of it for his behavior, I believe. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, it is hard. It really is hard nowadays, especially to separate art from the artist. No kidding. This is history creeps, and we are talking about some creeps. So we are. We are. Uh, we are. But we are going into some that's odd stuff today. Uh, we're going to talk about some odd, uh, strange. What would you say? Behaviors, strange uh, characteristics, strange things that. Uh, about somebody historical or or something to do with that nature so like basically uh, somebody from history and weird strange things about them exactly that's the theme this week because we try to keep it themed yeah we do Uh, we learned that over time uh that uh uh, we could do that (laughs) and we did (laughs) and we did say uh we don't know each other's stories we do know the uh who were the names of the people we're doing but we right. don't know the story at all. How weird would it be if the stories were similar? Like they both had some weird thing that was the same. If yours is the same as mine, then that's going to be amazing. It would that's be amazing. Say. <laughs> yeah. So uh, how did we decide? How are we doing this? Am I going to go first? Are you going to go first? 
since mine takes place in the late 15 to early 1600s, I figured I would go first. Oh, okay, that's right. And then I'll finish yeah. it up in the 1800s. That's right. We'll we'll go chronologically, as uh, as the kids like to say. That's what the cool kids say. <laughs> you hear cool kids talking like that, right? Every time I walk by them in the halls, I try to yeah. be cool to them. Like, what up, dog? And they're like, Are you an adult? Dog. Are you an adult trying to be a high schooler? Like, Look at this guy. He's definitely an undercover narc. Don't yeah. talk to him chronologically. And I'm like, You're not even using the word right. They're like, Shut up. I like this. I don't know where this is going, but I'm enjoying it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <a> popcorn out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude, take us to the 15, 1600s. All right, uh, there's a man by the name of Sir Walter Raleigh. He is very, very famous in history, and known for a lot of things. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say the city's named after him. The capital of North Carolina is named after him. Yes, sir. So he is a kind of a big deal in history. He's maybe you could call him a local <laughs> creep, kind of. Sure, sure. <laughs> if you like, our friendship dictates I can never tell you that you're wrong. Um, <laughs> oh Lord! All right. So after Sir Walter Raleigh had helped put down a rebellion in Ireland, uh, he would get the attention of Queen Elizabeth the First. Um, now when I say he would get the attention of Queen Elizabeth the First. Really, really liked him. Like, she uh, adored him. She had posters of him on, on her walls? That's the way it kind of came off from all the things I read. She's jur- like he was journaling the, about he, him? Yeah, he was the Justin Timberlake of his time Ooh, to her. Amazing. That type of thing. Uh, so when he uh, when he got married to a different Elizabeth, Elizabeth, I'm going to try to say this name right, but it's a strange name, Elizabeth Throckmorton. <laughs> uh they got married in secrecy, but the secret eh, wouldn't stay secret very long. And actually, Queen Elizabeth I found out she liked uh, Sir Walter Raleigh so much and got so mad that he would get married that he threw that she threw them both in jail for a little while. What? That's how mad she was about that. Jeez, dude. <laughs> so that's just to tell you, give you an idea of how much she really liked Sir Walter Raleigh. But of course... At some point, Elizabeth I dies, and James I takes over. He becomes the king of England, um, and he was not what you would call a Raleigh fan. <laughs> See, James I, he really wanted to uh, start like having peaceful relations with other countries, like Spain, for example. Yeah. And uh, Raleigh is kind of a needle in that, like he would get in the way of that. He's not known for, <laughs> for that, and you'll see why later on. Um, so he's already been arrested once, right? When he secretly got married, which you shouldn't be thrown in jail for, but he was. Right. Uh, so the second time he's arrested is for conspiring against James first, conspiring against the king. How did and he get course, out? Did James let him out originally? No, the queen, uh, Elizabeth let him out. She's like, I, I got his, I have to see your, your talents. I can't lock you away forever. Something like that. Yeah. Cool. So, they, so like, and, it, and that was just thrown in jail just for getting married. So there's like nothing. I mean, nobody wants to go to jail. Don't get me wrong, but you know what I mean. Uh, so, sec- so the second time he's arrested is for conspiring against the king, King uh, James. Uh, Wait, LeBron? Yeah, King LeBron James the <laughs> first. Um, and the sentence for that is, of course, death. You cannot conspire against LeBron James. Yep. Uh, 
but that would get reduced to lifetime in the famed Tower of London. Oh, okay. And, and actually, it got to a point where it was so, like, he was just around the whole time that he would even tutor the, the children, the royal children. And then 1616 comes along. That's the year we're at now. Okay. And Raleigh gets out of prison. And the reason that Sir Walter Raleigh gets out of prison, the king has a mission for him. And that mission is to find the uh, the city of El Dorado. Ooh. I like to picture him coming out of prison, like, you know, squinting because the light's so bright. He's been in the <laughs> yeah. dark forever. He's got, like, a long, like, uh, Tom Hanks beard from oh, Castaway, yeah. you know what I mean? And his hair's all disheveled and crazy and wild-eyed, and he's like, I've got a job for you. I encourage El you to Dorado. look I encourage you to look up pictures of what he looked like. Okay, um, I will. He he has some great facial hair. <laughs> um, oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so of course, uh he goes out looking for he takes a crew and goes out looking for the city of El Dorado. Obviously, he never found it. So he failed. But what he did find was the Spanish. And when he found the Spanish, he and his crew got in a fight with them. <laughs> This was the one thing that he was forbid to do on his journeys because, like I said before, James I wanted to have better uh, working relationships with these countries. And getting getting in a fight with them, uh, that's going to kind of go against the grain there. <laughs> so, uh, so King James uh, has him arrested because that's treason. He went three times. Uh, he went exactly against the words of the king, so treason. This time, of course, the sentence is death. Death. For the second time, he is sentenced to death. This time, however, uh, he wouldn't get out of it. October 1618, he's very sick by this point. They said that he had malaria and dysentery because the, uh, the you know, being in the prison was not the best of you know conditions to be in. Right. <laughs> they didn't exactly keep it clean, especially back then. Uh, so he gets beheaded in a public execution. It, they said it took the executioner two time two chops to oh, whack his head completely good off. God. Um his body right then was buried right after. It's laid to rest in a place of honor. Like they but like I had a whole ceremony for it and everything, yet the grave's unmarked. Uh, but here's where things get even more strange. His head, after it was, you know, beheaded. Uh, was displayed to the crowd for a short while. But after that, this is where things take a turn. After that, his head was then placed in a red velvet bag, like an incredibly nice bag, mm -hmm. and given to his wife, the one he had secretly got married to before. Oh, what the hell? Mrs. Raleigh truly loved her husband. Like, this is crazy. Like, she obviously really loved her husband. She never, ever got remarried. But what she did do was she kept... Uh, his head. No, stop, dude. She had it embalmed, and she kept it with her by her side for 29 years. Oh, my God. Until the God. day she died. Uh, some say she kept, like, some would say that she even kept his head, like, in a glass case, sort of like it was on display, so people could come by and pay their respects to the head and all this kind of stuff. But it doesn't stop there, Chris. After her death, the head is passed on to her son. And he kept the head with him, too, sort of like a family tradition by this point. An heirloom? Yes, exactly. What uh, the he, world? He kept the head with him until he died, and then the head was actually buried with him. And that is the, and that's the, so it took years and years and years and years later until 
the full body of Sir Walter Raleigh is completely buried. Um, I don't. So even... I guess the Chris, would you like your head to be preserved? <laughs> that is the most like macabre thing to think of a woman carrying her ex husband, her dead husband's head, in a in a velvet bag. Or she probably had it, like you said, encased in, or put in a glass case. But yeah. then that just makes me think of Futurama. Yeah, same here. <laughs> yes, and then like. How come she didn't have her head removed and encased so that the son had mom and dad? Yeah, I don't know. Is it all just strange, though? And like, why would he do <laughs> it? Why would he take the head and be like, sure, no problem? Like, his mom dies, and, and he's super excited, right? He's 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 going to the <laughs> lawyer. He's like, my mom had a will. I know I'm getting stuff. He's like, you know, rubbing his hands. He's like, come on. Come on, come to daddy. What you got? Yeah. And they're reading off these things. <laughs> and to my cousin, I bequeath my 15 horses. And to my aunts, I bequeath this. To my son, I bequeath his father's head. Like, how do you respond to that? Yes! Yes! And that's exactly what he wanted the whole time, too. Like, in yeah. your face! In your face! In your face! In your face! He pulls the head out, and he's like, in your face, Dad? <laughs> You're coming home with me. What he's saying in your face to everybody, he's literally shoving his dad's face in everyone's face. In your face! In your face! Yeah. Dude. Yeah. Like, what would you do if... No. Like, you went to I, visit somebody... No. And they had like their late uh, spouses. No, like any body part for that matter. <laughs> no, there's just no. There's no with it. That's all. I would know. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh man, that's. Uh, I gotta go. I left the iron on. Exactly. <laughs> uh, like, iron. What does that, that mean? You know, it's yeah. plugged into the outlet in the wall. Outlet. What does that mean? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I left the microwave on. Um, <laughs> microwave. <laughs> what have you got? A tiny pond? I do. Uh, <laughs> get it? Microwaves. All right. Um, Let's move on to my my guy was not as as that's not as crazy. I got to tell you, my guy did not lose <laughs> his head. Uh, I'm going to take us to the 1850s. Oh, let's fast forward in time. There's a gentleman, the fifth Duke of Portland. By, uh, before actually, before I get to this, I wanted to ask you this: and uh, how many middle names do you have? I have one. Okay, most people do, right? You've heard yeah. people have two. Yeah, that's not un- that's not unheard of to have two. Have you ever heard of somebody having two first names, two middle names, and then their last name? Not off the top of my head. Do you have a middle name? I'm assuming you have one. I middle do. Name, right? Yes, I have one. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody in my family has just one middle name. Uh. The guy I'm telling you about, the fifth Duke of Portland, was named William John Cavendish Scott Bentinck. Uh, wow. Five names right there. William. Yeah. John Cavendish Scott Bentinck. Do you know what he went by? What? Tootsie. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> William John. Okay, so William John, uh, was the he was the fifth Duke of Portland. Um his father, when you say Portland, do you mean Oregon? No, in England. Sorry. Okay. In England. <laughs> okay. It, it was one of the, the areas, you know what I mean? The, I don't yeah, know what you call you. it. Uh, but uh, and his father, he, you know, he took over when his father died. Uh, the fourth Duke of Portland died. Um, so he took over, but he, he didn't want to do it. He was not like his brother was supposed to take the, take the, the role when his father died, but his brother ended up dying younger. 
So he ends up taking the 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 Duke hood, if you will. Yeah. Um, not a fan. Mostly because he's not a fan of people. He doesn't like people at all. And when I say that, I mean, after he took most of his life, nobody saw him. He hid behind walls. He hid behind the only person that actually got to see him the most was his valet. Other than that, uh, he didn't interact with people. People barely saw him. When he ended up taking on the the Duke the Duke hood, I'm just gonna call it the Duke hood. Uh, it took like him it. years just to even get to the House of Lords, which is kind of like I guess. Um, what do, what do we have? We have like the Congress or Senate or whatever it is where they all, go, you know, the Republicans and yeah. Democrats all go and sit at their seats. Well, that's what the House of Lords is over there where, you know, the people who represent all of these different areas of England, that's that's their seat. And it took him years before he even took it. Uh, the thing about him was he liked gardening. He liked oh, hunting. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Horse racing. Okay. In the opera. Oh. And he liked digging. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, during the 18 years that he took residency at uh, a a place called the Welbeck Abbey, uh, this is where the Duke of Portland lives. So, when his dad had, you know, was the Duke, he lived here. Uh, the, you know, William John grew up here, and when his dad left, he takes like the entire the the building, the the estate, every it's all his, right? He can do with it as he wishes. Yeah. And for the next 18 years, he decides he's going to dig tunnels. Dozens and dozens of miles and miles of tunnels all under, underground, underneath Welbeck Abbey. Uh, it was actually good for the time, though, because I guess during that time, the surrounding area was very poor. Uh, people weren't working. So he put a lot of men to work over for 18 years. These men worked like he literally gave them a job for 18 years, job security. And they did the old school tunnel digging at the time. It was state of the art at the time, but it was where they dug trenches. Then they'd build like the, the wooden tunnel or, you know, there and then bury that, you know, under, yeah. under the dirt. Uh, but he did like these crazy tunnels. He did tunnels that were uh, tall enough to, to actually have a fruit tree planted inside there. And he put a glass top, uh, a, a glass ceiling so that the sun could hit the tree and it would grow underground. <laughs> wow yeah uh he literally he, he built a tunnel wide enough for uh, a two uh, a two wide horse-drawn carriage to ride down and the bottom was perfectly flat so that it wasn't you know bumping and going crazy uh he dug rough hewn tunnels for workmen running parallel to fancy tunnels for his gentry so like the people working had their own tunnels to work to you know go back and forth with and to travel across the estate in uh, whereas right next to it was another tunnel that was, you know, much better. It was it was nicer. You know, uh, some of it was decorated. Um, he excavated a huge underground atria. He called it a ballroom. Um, he there was an observatory, a billiards hall. There were so many tunnels that they it, it was it was uh, believed that he was the inspiration for Mister Badger. Did you ever read The Wind in the Willows when you were a kid? No, I know of it, but I never read it. Mr. Badger was the lord of the wild wood, uh, and he was famously uh, known as saying that, quote, there's no security or peace of tranquility except underground. And that's how this guy lived. William John, did, like I said, he didn't like people, so he moved through his tunnels. And all his tunnels had secret tunnels as well, trap doors. Um, his bed 
had doors all the way around it. So his servants and his workers didn't know whether or not he was in bed. Um, the, like I said, the only person who saw him was his valet. The other thing about this guy was he was he had like very bad health. So how do you have bad health and see a doctor when you don't want to see people? A good question. His doctor would come to the door, knock. The valet would talk to him through the door, ask who it is. Doctor said who he was. The valet would relay what the problem was with, with William John. The doctor, based solely on what was told to him, not by seeing nothing, just exactly what was relayed, would diagnose and then tell him what to do to get better. And it worked. Dude lived to like 70-something years old. But uh, Wow. Okay. Yeah. But this guy was like known for being just this weird, like eccentric, don't talk to him. Like he was, it was said that if he was walking down the hall, every single worker that he employed knew you are not to address him. You're not to look at him. Just keep walking. Uh, and it was, and it apparently it was said also that one of the workers ended up tipping his hat to the guy when he was walking by one day and uh, he was called by his foreman hours later and dismissed, lost his job. Oh, wow. They said when people walked by him, he would retreat to the nearest wall and stand as if he were a statue. You know who that reminds me of? Do you remember Grandma's Boy? The, yes. The game developer who was like all weird and stuff. And there's a yep. scene where they're coming out of the office and he's like, he's got a big black, uh, you know, trench coat on and he's just kind of like pushed up against the wall. And he's like, I yes. can't believe they saw me. <laughs> <laughs> he got, he, or like uh, Drax in, in the la- in latest Avengers movie. Yeah. Yeah, we're exactly. standing still, so he's invisible. Exactly, yeah. but yeah, uh, so this yeah, it sounds like it, honestly, it sounds like he may have been abused or something when he was young. But to me. it's weird, dude. He's just yeah. got, has this thing of like people. He would walk whenever he was out in public. He'd ha- he'd wear two coats, high collars, and he uh, a, a, a a large top hat and a big umbrella. And if he somebody approached him from the front uh, when he was walking, he would literally swing the umbrella in front of him to hide himself from the person in front of that was coming up. Wow. Yeah, they, he was known as the Mad Duke of Portland uh, because people thought he was crazy. So many, and and, be, and then again, when you bec- you're such a recluse, um, which by the way, if you look him up in the Oxford, I believe it's like the Oxford Dictionary or whatever it is they have it, literally it says his name, the very next word is recluse because that's that's how he was known. But people started talking People who had never seen him assumed maybe he was, you know, horribly disfigured or maybe the tunnels were meant to do, you know, nefarious things. Or he had like prostitutes and women coming from the towns, you know, into his estate through the tunnels. Like there was all these crazy ideas. But seriously, the guy was like uh, just he was very nice. Every everybody said he was the workers, uh, the like the workman's friend because he took care of all of his workers. Uh, not only did he give them their own tunnels to, to use, but uh, if he if they wanted to travel across the estate above ground, every single one of his workers was supplied with a mule and an umbrella so that they wouldn't get too hot in the sun. Huh. Isn't that weird? But this yeah. dude was like tunneling all over the place like it was no big deal. And, and apparently down there, there was this huge ballroom and people assumed it was because he wanted to have huge parties. But nope, he liked roller skating. Roller skating came into <laughs> yeah. Roller skating came into like like the popularity while he was the the Duke of Portland. Um, that he used that ballroom that they built down there to roller skate by himself, and he built a roller skating rink on the estate so that his workers on their breaks or even on their days off could go and roller skate for free if they'd like to. Wow. 
And that, my friend, is the Duke, the fifth Duke of Portland, the big t- my qu- the tunnel I, digger. The one, the one question I have is, are those tunnels still around today? Ah, that's a good question. Here's the thing. Uh, in the thing that I was I was reading, I read a lot of stuff on him, different articles and things. There was some that talked about how you know he didn't like to be seen and he acted like the statue. And some of them talked about how he was called the worker's friend and all this digging. Um, it was so much so, I guess, there was, let me see, there was a quote in here which was kind of uh, cool. It says, uh, let's see, in 1878, a visiting journalist said that the state of the Abbey suggested, quote, some great contractor who had an order for building a big village. Like, that's what it literally looked like. A village was being built at that time. Uh, it did say now that, um, let's see here. Uh, I can't remember exactly how it said it, but apparently there's like a school on the premises now. Um, it's like a, a reformatory school or like a, a, a military school, and yeah. you can't just go to go check, but apparently they are. Apparently the tunnels are still all underneath there. Um, as he started to go towards the end of his life, uh, he wasn't doing too well. His, his health was deteriorating. It was said that he took the tour of all of his tunnels the entire tour of the all the tunnels about he traveled it one more time like a month before he died uh, but as he was dying he you know he started to seclude himself even more he only stuck to five different rooms in the entire estate uh, had all of the other rooms stripped of everything uh, decorations tapestries fixtures all of it just stripped and the rooms that he used had them all painted completely pink all over and uh, had like a toilet in a corner. So the guy was a weird, like eccentric, but I just thought like that was kind of crazy. Like the, it's just those tunnels, you know what I mean? Like normally you build tunnels as because fallout shelter type of thing, or maybe to travel. He maybe he wanted to go from you know the abbey to certain places in the village, and he didn't want to be bothered by the people. Nope, the dude liked to tunnel. He didn't even want to be a politician. Didn't want to live there. Didn't want anything to do with being a duke. That's. I don't know. I think it's just as fascinating as mine, to be honest with you. <laughs> that's the story I brought today. Uh, there I mean, was, there's a little weird stuff. There's a weird little thing at the end. A few years after his death, there was a weird. Uh, there was a lawsuit that was brought to the Duke, uh, that brought the Duke back to the public life. In 1907, a man by the name of George Holombi Druce claimed that he, the fifth Duke, uh, lived a double life and had masqueraded as his grandfather, George. Uh, when the Duke had tired of his alter ego, he faked his own death, buried a weighted coffin, and returned to the Abbey. Uh, they ended up digging up the person that was buried in George's grave, and George is there. So, uh, you know, they said, yeah, it's not true. Wow. Just weird stuff like that. But, yeah, crazy, <laughs> yeah. right? That is very crazy. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. That is wild, wild. That's, that's, the, two, good, that's the, two good stories. The Duke that liked to dig. So we had the Duke that liked to dig and the Raleigh that lost his head. <laughs> Um, so uh, that's interesting to me Uh, well before we get out of here Chris yes real quick I think we should tell the people the peeps uh, the the creepers that listen to us that if they go to bicbp-radio.com I know that's just as much as a mouthful as that Duke of Portland's name (laughs) but that's okay if you go to that website and go to shop you can find some shirts for this very podcast there. Yes, sir. I want to get you one up there that's for that's odd too. But right now we have the creeper, the creeper one. I'm a creeper. 
Uh, and there's other ones for other shows, like Johnny Townsend's Horrid Movie Reviews. I like that one a lot because it's got your drawing on it, but it also says, I hate horror, which, yes. you know what I mean? Like, is kind of, I'm a huge horror fan, but I would still wear the shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So go buy that one, too. That lets me know that you love me and I need to be loved. <laughs> it's a crippling it's a crippling need of mine. I do want to let um, people know that currently the process in getting shirts is a little slower than we'd like at the moment. But uh, for I'm foreseeing in the near future that it's going to be picking up and the process of getting the shirts out is going to be so much faster. Uh, but yeah, definitely we're, please, we're new at this. Yeah, definitely stay, stay, <laughs> uh, you know, stay patient with us. We appreciate all the support and love that we get from you guys. Seriously. You know, what we also forget to do every single time we do an episode what's that chris we forget to shout out our patreon followers because dude people in our creeper club they're pretty freaking awesome they are they are indeed and they need their shouts outs of course of course uh i'm thinking uh, i'm gonna let you go ahead and start it i don't have the list in front of you. <laughs> all right guys i'm just gonna list it off super fast uh, I don't know if you want to do some sort of sound effects or some sort of something to pl- to jump in, but let's do this. We want to go ahead and say thank you to Andrew Cohen, uh, Andrew Cohen, Timothy McGowan, McGowan, Daniel Chavez, Chavez, Sean Fritz, Fritz, Michael Thompson, Thompson. Uh, we've also got Olivia Washington. Washington. Uh, Carrie Mapes. Carrie Mapes. Oh, I hope I said that. I did say that right. And Samantha Cunningham. Samantha Cunningham. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, this past month, as you guys know, was super crazy. We got shows out a little later. Uh, but don't worry. Patreon exclusives are coming. We've got a, 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 a few of them that we're going to be dropping for you. And the poll that we missed for Roundtable uh, last month is going to be coming up. So don't worry. It's coming. Uh, one more thing. Also, I forgot that we want to give away one of my sketch cards to one of our listeners uh, for a random draw. One of my sketch drawings that I did for Inktober. So we're going to do a little random thing now, too. So here we go. Oh, nice. Andrew Coed won last time, I believe. Yep. He got the uh, he got the I Want to Believe, the X-Files uh, Inktober oh, nice. piece I did. So uh, let's see what's coming up next. Samantha Cunningham. Samantha, we'll be Uh-oh. sending you. You go back to the Patreon uh, post. Check out the pictures. Let me know if there's anyone that you'd like. Uh, if not, I don't know. Maybe we'll see about sending something else out. Uh, but yeah, you want it, so let us know. There we go. There we go. Thanks again for all the support that you all give. You all are the most amazing creepers of all time. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's about it. That's all I got to say. I'm done finished all right you're finished you're done put a nail in the coffin all right chris chris is done uh we're going to execute him and give his head to his wife um don't let Aaron know that that's your christmas present (laughs) what an awful christmas present by the way except she listens to the show she is actually a fan of history creeps and so she lives she'll now it's been ruined now she knows her christmas present. dang it the surprise is gone I guess we can't do that now then. I guess we can't do that now. To cut off something Uh, else and put it in a bag. (laughs) Send me a list of the things you're okay being cut off of your body. (laughs) (laughs) All right, dude. (laughs) For uh, Chris Chavez, I am Johnny Townsend. As always, we would love for you all to just stay odd.
This has been a production of the BICBP Radio Network.